This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Lynn Group and Tony Shore, and we're here to help you guys understand what you need to do to have a comfortable, safe, happy retirement. Whatever you want it to look like is what we're here to help you shape it like. So, hey, Tony, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing today? Well, here on the Comfortable, Safe, and Happy radio show, I'm doing great. Isn't that just, gosh, it sounds perfect when you say it like that. <laughs> this is a this is a cloud. We're just cruising along. Yeah, just floating along on this wonderful cloud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and you, wanna, you want your retirement to feel like you're floating on a cloud. You don't want to be stressed, and that's where you come in. And uh, I, I've got some questions on how we can accomplish that for you today, and I know you've got some great tips for us. But first, yes, Mike, thanks for asking. I'm doing great. I had a great week. Uh, spent some time with my family, as always. I really uh, I enjoy my time off uh, between our recordings to just hang out with the family. Of course, I do other work during the week. But that last weekend was great, and I had a great week. And now I'm ready for today. I'm ready for the Good. show. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? Hey, we're good. You know what? As soon as you get past the, the everyone getting sick from the school season, oh, yeah. all, all is well. So everybody's back to normal at oh, our house. So yeah, my daughter is actually just got a, a bad, bad head cold uh, this week. So it goes around, man. It's terrible. Yeah, it does. It does. I think some of her friends got it, and then it was homecoming, and she went to the game, and it was cool outside because uh, she's not in Ventura. Not you know, it's not always sunny in seventy where where we live, Mike. <laughs> where so, where other people live, the other yeah, people where the other people live. So, uh, but no, I I think uh, other than that, everything's good. Now today, good. what are we yeah. talking about today? What do you have for us? Oh my gosh, we could talk about so many things. What an exciting day! Yes, it is um, an exciting day. You have no idea what we're going to talk about. Do you? I have no idea. <laughs> You're just I'm just going to close my eyes and start talking <laughs> in a second here. Well, hey, I'll start with some good news, everybody. Any listeners out there that are collecting Social Security? Woohoo! We have measurable inflation again. You looks like you're probably getting a cost of living adjustment on your Social Security check coming up here in the new year of 2.8%. Wow. So that means well, uh, that means the Medicare costs will go up 2.8%. <laughs> So you'll but, you know, you'll I, not actually ever see any. The, of that that's money. my one issue with you is you you want to you want to try to poke <laughs> holes in the fun. <laughs> it is good yeah. news that they're finally giving a cost of living increase, but every time they do that, don't they just raise Medicare so it's a wash? It, yeah, basically, and and it's you know it's fascinating <laughs> when you tra- track Medicare. You're re- Tony's talking about Medicare Part B. The premiums go up every year. They get deducted from your Social Security if you're on Social Security. But what's funny is you look at the the cost of living adjustments associated with Medicare Part B. Remember, it's supposed to follow the consumer price index, the CPI, the right. measure of inflation. Yep. Um, let's see. In the last three years, it's gone from $104 to $134. Now, I'm not a math genius, Tony, 
but that's like a 30% increase ish, you know, in three years. Yep. And has inflation measured that high over the last three years? <laughs> oh my goodness. No. It hasn't. What's Not going on here? Not according to the government. It hasn't. Well, you know, the, the government, uh, you know, has magic math. That's how these things happen. Well, they don't magic take into math. account. They don't, they don't consider healthcare costs and that, because if they considered how much healthcare costs go up each year, inflation would be like twenty to thirty percent every year. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Uh, they don't. So they become they use different levels of selective consumer price index. They <laughs> use the urban selective index is the and, keyword. The, and the chained index. And the, there's there's like something like twenty different ways that they calculate the CPI mm-hmm. depending on what thing they're looking at for the day. Yeah, depending um, on what result they want. That's the problem with yeah, math. The, that's that's the mystery meat. Absolutely. Yeah. Math well, is funny. not absolute. So they, well, they had a law. So when they when they made Social Security and Medicare and all these things, they, they made a weird law, Tony. Um, and it's called Hold Harmless. What oh, what's the that? Heck is that? Well, exactly. No one knew what it was. It's just been on the law books for a long time. Basically, what it says is when someone is collecting Social Security, the government cannot reduce their Social Security check in the sense of, um, you know, based on the consumer price index and things like that. The amount can never go down. Correct. It's either going to go up or go sideways. And so the problem that we had a few years ago was there was no measurable inflation. Social Security did not offer a cost of living adjustment. However, in that same year, Medicare with their different magic math did have a cost of living adjustment. They did have an increase. Well, the problem that you have is, is if you're a social security recipient and Medicare part B is being deducted and Medicare part B goes up and there was no cost of living adjustment on your social security, what happens? Your check goes down. And this hold harmless law says that that can't happen. Yeah. So what happened was in that calendar year is basically anybody who was on Social Security and on Medicare, they had a lock in. It locked in their Medicare Part B at like 104.90 a month. Yeah. And their social, nothing increased, nothing changed in the next year. However, what they did was to offset the cost in Medicare. What did they do? Oh, they yeah. raised the premiums much higher for all the new people coming in. So the new suckers, you know, ended up paying that 134 a lot quicker than than the old people. So, so if, you, you're all not, of a sudden, if you're not taking drawing Social Security, you got a problem. you're 65 and you start Medicare, you're going to pay more. And the only way that it worked was you had to be on Social Security and having Medicare Part B automatically deducted from your Social Security check. Because there's also a handful oh. of people that manually pay a quarterly premium for Medicare Part B. So it was a mess. So all of a sudden you had, you know, I I can't even think of the time. Maybe this is back in like 2016 now. All of a sudden you had this tier where some people are paying 104 and some people are paying like 121 and everyone's paying different amounts depending on the situation of when they got in and who's doing what, where, when, why. And I remember that now. Exactly. It was a total train wreck mess. Yeah. And then what happened is as the government the started today to show would call it a cluster <laughs> technical term, get your urban dictionaries, everybody. Um, so then what happened was as soon as there was measurable inflation, they started to catch everybody up to the Medicare rate. So those people paying 104, boom, they're up to the higher rates quickly. So 
they didn't really participate with the true measurable consumer price right. index inflation gauge kind of an event. Everybody just kind of got hosed in a weird way. Yeah, that's too bad. That's like your too congressman. bad. Yeah. Except for the people who were getting it automatically withdrawn out of their social security. Checks. Well, but it's kind of ironic because, yeah, they got a pass, right? For a whole year, they got to pay the lower amount. Right. And then when it started to tick up, it ticked up a lot quicker than would be statistically normal. Yeah. And everybody still complained. So yeah. oh, you yeah. can't win no matter what. No. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> unless they could figure out a way to slow down the cost of health care. And, sure. uh, and reduce, reduce, or at least slow. I mean, uh, forget reducing. How, how about just uh, curbing the tide a little yeah. bit? I mean, every year exponential uh, just increases in healthcare costs and healthcare insurance. So, well, it's totally true. Y yeah. You go back earlier this year, my nine year old had a tummy ache. So we go to the hospital at three in the morning, you know, Friday, three in the morning. Oh, it's exactly fair. what you want to do, but she nope. doesn't feel good. So nope. we go over to, to CMH to the emergency room. Oh boy. You know, do the little, I don't know, cat scans and all the things. And they come back and by four 30 in the morning, they're saying, Oh my goodness, she needs to get her appendix out. We think it's already ruptured. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And you know, so obviously as parent, you're freaking out. Yeah. Nine year olds freaking out. Everybody's yep. freaking out. Yep. In any case, um, she has the surgery, you know, and so they have the surgery you know, a little later that day and the surgery itself is maybe 15 minutes long. I mean, it's yeah. you know, a very benign thing. They pop a few holes. They go in sure. there. They I've done it grab, myself. I mean, it's a grab their little, you've done yeah. one yourself. You've oh, done yeah. a, yeah. wow. You've taken someone's appendix out. Yeah. It's easy. Amazing. My own. Did you YouTube it? Used a mirror and YouTube. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, the, kidding. Um, I'm kidding. So this is what happened, right? And so we're out of there the next morning. I, you know, I, I count and we were there for 27 hours total. Oh, pretty quick, you know, Yeah. in and out. And I thought what was interesting was I, I received all the bills. Um, I, I didn't have to pay them all, fortunately, but the total of the bills for 27 hours of the hospital and a 15 yep. minute surgery, Tony, not e just not, e not even, uh, not even two days. Right. No, it's barely Basically over a day. A day. Yeah, it was barely over a day. So, what what do you think that should cost? Mm, I'm gonna say I would say I think it should cost like three thousand dollars. Right, I would think so too. Uh, it was just over forty thousand dollars. <laughs> now, I, I thought maybe the surgery was like reattaching my head or something. You so, know, forty thousand dollars to have an appendix removed that takes a day. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and what was the time spent on? 90% of it was just hanging out in a room watching TV. Right. Right. You know, you could have spent 40, that money. Let's see, $40,000. We could have. So it's either <laughs> she gets her appendix removed or daddy gets a new car. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, see, that's where they're, that's, yeah, that's where they, that's where they've pushed us. That's crazy. But or, it's incredible. We pay you off know, half our more, you know, we pay off our mortgage. You know, it's like, right. Uh, oh, no, you're going to spend a day in the hospital instead of getting something that will last you 10 years. You know, and if uh, it was something more intense, then I could easily quickly justify it. Sure. But knowing how benign the reality of this procedure was in the scheme of things. Yeah, uh, it's it was almost pretty an incredible thing nowadays. The appendix. Uh, removal. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's almost how the time worked. It just happened to be that. By the time it was done so late in the day, they said, we're just going to roll over tomorrow and sure. and you'll get out of here in the morning. Yep. 
Um, but I thought that that was fascinating, but it kind of goes back to your point of, you know, you have these exponential healthcare costs. Now it's a lot of things and I don't know what those lot of things are. Maybe it's, you know, I don't want to get into too much, but you know, maybe it's the people that don't pay for anything versus the people that pay for anything. But I think it's amazing that, you know, we get stuck with that level of bills. Mm-hmm. I I'm so fortunate and blessed Tony to have health insurance. So right. I was able to at least push it through health insurance and let them fight over it. Yeah, you're um, but, paying, you know, you're between paying, deductibles and max out of pockets and everything else, I still spent plenty of money. Yeah, you're probably, you probably paid $40 for two aspirin that they gave oh, at yeah. one point. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you looked at the itemized bills, they're crazy. Like the styrofoam cup of water they bring in, uh, I looked at ours and they charged us $6 for the cup at the lid <laughs> and the straw. <laughs> well, you know, you know, so some of that's, you know, pretty fascinating, we'll say. But hey, let's take yeah. a quick commercial break. No, no more Mike's woes. Let's let's take a break real quick here. <laughs> All right. Um, if you're listening to the show, if you have questions, if you don't have a proper retirement income plan, if you don't know what you're doing and how to do it, if you need help with your investments and your taxes and your estate planning, I offer a complimentary, no cost, freeze what that means, consultation. I will meet with you. I will help you organize a cash flow plan. I will help you understand what your investments are and what you own. I will give you a lot of free upfront information to help start you on your track to financial security. Give me a call, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. We're going to take a quick break. Tony and I will be right back after this. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call the Lynn Group at 805-500-7035 or visit thelindgroup.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to, Michael, what did we decide the name of the show was? Uh, Comfortable. We don't have a. Clean and desirable retirement radio uh something uh, like adorable. that we don't have an oh. actual name for the show we're trying wealth to think puzzle of a new radio name. wealth talk i don't know puzzle oh th- yeah well wealth puzzle is the name of my book yeah yeah we could incorporate that or have maybe the listeners somebody out there listening might have an idea oh there you go they should they can uh, get it to you through the contact page on your website or they can give you a call what's the number 805-500-7035. But that's a great point, Tony. We're thinking of a new name for our radio show. So let's stress test all of our longtime listeners. Why don't you guys send in some good ideas? And as I get some ideas, we'll read them off on the radio. We'll have like a, a contest or yeah. of sorts. Yeah, I think uh, just w- things like wealth talk and money talk, there's too many of those. So too many? probably try to think of something original. Your book is The Wealth Puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my first book. The other yeah. one's How Your Financial Planner Failed You, but that's a long title for a show. <laughs> yeah, we're not calling the radio. You don't yeah. want the word fail in the radio show title. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the wealth puzzle. Um, uh, yeah, something about yeah, putting it about together that? or the financial piece. I don't know. We'll think <clears> of something. Our listeners, they, they'll think of something, and that will take some of the heavy lifting off you. I know you've been busy lately. Oh, I appreciate that, Yeah, Tony. So we're oh, talking about, out. yeah, you're talking about a fascinating aspect of social security and inflation. And it all began because you brought up that inflation is picking up. It is. 
and they're raising the uh, the Fed is raising the rates again. So what's going on with those interest rates? They might actually climb out of the gutter, huh? Yeah, you know, it's an it's an interesting thing that's going on. Interest rate. I was going to try to do a spin on interesting and interest rates, but that didn't work. So sorry, everybody. Um, okay. <laughs> nice try. I, I tried. I, I'm not known for my, my jokery over your, here. Your alliteration. Okay. I'm going to work on that, though. I'll get a book. The um, So there's a lot going on in the world. You've got the emerging markets that are falling apart. You've got Europe kind of falling apart. The U.S. economy almost had a mini recession throughout the year, and then it's back on track and up to a high point. And you have the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve meets like eight times a year. They make policy changes and do things and talk, 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 talk. And the reality is, is they just keep consistently raising the Fed funds rate. They um, recently raised it a quarter point. They're expected to do it another time this year. They're expected to do it three or four times next year. It's a constant. Now, what's interesting is when you read, Tony, when you read about what the Federal Reserve's job is, it's to focus on the U.S. economy. Yep. And that's kind of an interesting thing because when you isolate the U.S. economy, it's saying like there's no longer the the global economy. Because to be fair, a lot of things impact other things. And right. so when the Obviously. if we go back in time a couple of years when the Fed started raising interest rates, we were the only country in the world that was raising interest rates. Everybody else was lowering interest rates at the time. Yep. So we had this kind of contrarian effect. And then what happened is that created strength in the U.S. dollar. And as it strengthened, it's had some, we'll say, unintended consequences in Europe and in, uh, you know, China and Japan and in emerging markets and things like that. And so it's it's tough because, you know, the Federal Reserve, you know, probably needs to step it up to 2018 where you have to be conscious about how all of the pieces of the puzzle fit together instead of this, you know, isolated thought about just the u.s economy unless the federal reserve is going to get some money to build some big border walls and we're going to be isolated i was it was a current event joke there you go um you know it's an issue now what are some of the issues associated with raising interest rates well i can tell you everybody in the history of the united states 10 out of the last 13 times that we were in the fed tightening policy which means raising interest rates 10 out of 13 times, this type of activity ultimately ended with a recession. Ooh, so wow. ominous. Oh, yeah. So negative. The um, doesn't mean there's going to be a recession tomorrow, um, but it does mean that we're on track for a recession if the feds raise things too quickly, too yep. fast, too much. Um, there's another more subtle thing going on behind the scenes. Everyone talks about the feds raising the rates. Tony, the rates are going up. What are we going to yep. do? Um, the other thing that they're doing is they have a giant book of debt. You know, when during quantitative easing and all of these things, the Federal Reserve expand, expanded their balance sheet to four and a half trillion dollars. They've slowly been unwinding that money. They've been putting it out there. So you have two things that kind of tighten the velocity of money. They're raising the rates, the, the, the closing down their balance sheets. And so as money tightens and the velocity of money slows down in the economy, Ultimately, that's what creates recessionary periods. Now, once again, there's a lot of positives in our economics, right? Earnings are strong, GDP strong, wage growth is ticking up, unemployment's down. There's a lot of positive things that are going to keep pushing along for a while, but ultimately, the feds will find a place where they put a little too much pressure on the economy and things ultimately roll over. 
Now, what do people do when they get scared in the stock market, Tony? Any idea? They sell. They sell. Sell low, sell high, sell anytime. I don't care. And what do they do with that money normally? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Basically, <laughs> I don't know. it seems like. I don't you know. know. So someone sells a stock. So normally what happens is, you know, when you start to deal with kind of the individual investor, as they start to feel pressure in the stock market, they switch to the bond market. Well. Or I could have said they put it in bonds or safer money. Well, you could have, but you didn't. So I had to I had to carry the ball to the, the goal line there for you, Tony. You did. I'm sorry. Gosh. I wasn't you know, paying I, attention, I guess. I, I'm I sitting here looking at you like, come on, see. <laughs> and, you know, instead of, instead you make me. Uh-huh. So I'm sorry. Throw you, throw you an easier one. I just, the, the thought that immediately popped in my head was, what do you do with that money? <laughs> Buy pizza. But ah, that's a nom, lot nom, of pizza. Nom, nom, nom. Hopefully. Anyways, so as the interest rates go up, though, the bonds lose value. And this becomes a challenge for investors because investors aren't really accustomed to that. For the most part, interest rates have been falling for almost 40 years in general. And so for 40 years, when interest rates go down, bonds go up. It's an inverse relationship. Interest rates down, bonds up. So what's the opposite of that? Interest rates up, bonds down. Yeah. And so that's finally what we have ticking up here is we have interest rates going up I see. and people are starting to lose a few bucks on their safe money and everybody's flooding into those bonds and the bonds are starting to bleed a little bit. I can tell you something. Almost every single time when interest rates are going up, stocks have always done better than bonds. Mm. Boom. Yep. Look how easy that is. Well, yeah. I um, mean, because like you said, everybody knows that when interest rates go up, bonds do are, are going to do worse. And when interest right. rates are low, bonds do better. Um, and bonds are supposedly uh, safer or less risky than stocks, but there's still risk. You can still lose money on them. Oh, you're so right. So, and it's a relative risk, meaning if you have right. short-term bonds, maybe, yeah, you only lose 2 3 4%. But if you have long-term bonds, you could lose over 20%. If the yield curve, the, 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 let's say the 10 year treasury, for example, goes from 3% to 4%, you know, depending on how long your bonds are, that 1% increase in interest rates, that yield curve increasing can cause your own investments to lose a significant amount of money. It's crazy. People don't understand interest rate risk. They don't understand what's called duration, which is the calculation of interest rate risk. These are the things everybody needs to be on board with. But you know what? I'm going to do the cliffhanger. I'll tell you how to deal with it when we get back from the break. Boom. Ooh, nice one. Nice yeah. one. All right, <laughs> listeners. Yep. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Mike Mansfield after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Lynn Group by visiting thelingroup.com or calling us at 805-500-7035. And welcome back. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And with us, as always, is our wonderful host, Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group. And Michael, you did what in the business we call a teaser at the end oh. of the last segment and said you were going to tell us one. about uh, interest rate risk and, and bond risk and well, what we can do to deal with this. 
Well, you know, step one, you can just deal with it, right? You put your money in bonds and watch them go down. Woohoo! See, nope. that was easy. No, that's not that's not a solution. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, let me give you a little backstory on that real quick. So in 2013 was the last time that we saw a big increase in interest rates. Um, and in that time period, short-term bonds lost a couple percent, but long-term bonds lost over 22%. Big difference, big spectrum, depending on the type of bond you own, the type of risk that it carries with interest rate risk. So that was 2013. It's now 2018. This stuff's re-manifesting. Before 2013, the last time most people saw a negative return on their bonds was 1998. Wow. That's crazy. It was 14 years. So people just don't even get it. They don't realize that, oh my gosh, I'm kind of scared of the stock market. It's gone up a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to shift out to bonds uh, as my safe play. And all of a sudden the bonds are bleeding and, and nobody's thrilled. So what do you do? Well, there's a lot of things you can do. Maybe you don't buy bonds. Maybe you leave right. your, your safe money in cash. Maybe you put it in CDs. Maybe you put it in fixed annuities. You know, you find something that has some basic level of principal protection and hopefully you earn a few bucks on it. If you're going to play the bond game, then you need to use short-term bonds, short-duration bonds. You want to find bonds that have, and this is going to be confusing to say without a whiteboard, but you want to find bonds that have a shorter duration than whatever the, the coupon yield is they're getting. And officially, everybody fell asleep. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, you lost me. What Wait. happened? What happened? I, I I don't know. I just woke up. I blacked out there for a minute when you yeah. <laughs> when you said so, something about duration and yeah, yield. Massive, and, uh, and totally confusing. I'm not even going to attempt to describe it over the radio, but let's do this. If you have questions about bonds that you own and the potential risks that they have in your portfolio, give me a call. I will complimentarily evaluate them. We'll do a Morningstar analysis. We'll see exactly what you own. I'll do that at, at no cost. 805-500-7035. That's awesome. That's a good offer. And I hope our listeners take you up on that. But they also need to call that number to give us a show name. We're in desperate need of one. What's oh. that phone number one more time? 805-500-7035. But Tony is correct. We need to think of a new name for our show. So call in if you have any good ideas on that. Yep. Call in if you own bonds. Call in if you don't have a financial plan. Call me if you're bored. Yeah. Just, you Call know. me if you're bored. Well, oh, you, are, you are a fun guy to talk to and a, and a wealth of information, I should say. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Money, uh, the Mansfield Money Show? I don't know. I'm trying to think uh, of names. Yeah. We, gotta, we need something more generic. That way I can sell it someday. I'm excited about getting a new name for the show. That's my final thought. And I learned a lot about bonds, interest rates, and where our economy is headed. Wow. How can we take such a sleepy topic and make it exciting? We talked about social security and bonds today. This is, this, we should play this at like 9 p.m. for people that are going to bed. <laughs> Insomniacs can use this one, right? Right. Yeah, the replay. <laughs> so my final thought, Mark Cuban just got quoted. He said, if you use a credit card, you don't want to be rich. Well, hey, thanks right. Thanks for the last minute of advice. And that does it for today's episode of the amazing Mike Mansfield Show. Mike Mansfield of the Lynn Group and myself, your co-host, Tony Schuler. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at the Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.